we are raised believing that we have to seek permission. We have to get, you know, be, be accepted. And that that's what's most important without recognizing that the only ones we can ever truly, the only person who can ever truly love and accept us is us, is ourselves, because that's a sacred privilege that we each only get. Rochelle Richard is in my guest chair today, and she's a speaker, author, intuitive empath, energy guide, goddess, tribe, leader, and self-love empowerment coach. In her power reclamation journey, she has learned with extreme clarity that life is not happening to us. Rather, it is happening for us from us. Through a journey of discovering the clarity of her soul purpose, she has endured and overcome trauma, abuse, assault, drug addiction, prostitution, being arrested, anxiety, depression, and bipolar misdiagnosis. It has been an intense firsthand human experience for her to shift from the chaos of destructive self-loathing and defeat to the calming clarity and presence of empowered self-love. I am so happy to have Rochelle on the show today, and we're going to get into my conversation with her after the theme song. So the big question is this, how do we ambitious professionals avoid the slow moving career, take control of our time and get paid for two things, doing what excites us and making an impact bigger than anyone ever thought was possible. That is the question, and this podcast has the answers. My name is Candace Spears, and welcome to Ambition, Honey, and Hustle. All right, my next guest on the show today, oh, we are talking about self-love, we are talking about empowerment and just the amazing things that we can do when we get these things under control, and my next guest knows all about it. So I am excited to have on the show with me, Rochelle Richards. Rochelle, welcome to the show. Well, hello there, Candace. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to be here, and that's such a wonderful introduction you just gave. I love, 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 love it. So I must tell you that I absolutely love your energy. Okay, so Rochelle, you are big on self-love and empowerment. Why for you? What's what's your backstory? Well, do we have all day? No, I'm just playing. Um, at least 40 years to catch up on things, right? Uh, well, there, there, there are multiple facets of, of why I am where I am. The very core root, uh, beginning with you know this 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 depth of unworthiness. I came into this world growing up believing that I was a mistake. I was even told I was a mistake, and the reason my mother was so unhappy when I was a teenager. By the time I was 12, I was suicidal. Um, figuring that what was the point? I wasn't wanted here. I wasn't needed here because I was not growing up learning what love really looked like, especially self-love. Um, and I, I, I love my mother for the life that she did allow for me in, in the respect of that I'm here today, right? I'm here today uh, fulfilling my, my purpose in this world. However, we learn from example. And when we are not given an example of what, not just what love is, but what self-love looks like, it's very challenging to even recognize that that is missing in our lives. And so again, we end up in that space of self-loathing and feeling defeated Mm. 
and unworthy. And again, feeling like our lives are pointless. And so for me, starting at age 12, I have, I'm still shifting through shadows. Gratefully, you know, I recognize that that's what they are now, but because this has been, you know, 30 years inside me uh, of this hope, like, in fact, all transparency right now, just last night and this morning, I was actually in that space of, of going, if it's all temporary, then why are we even bothering with it? And, and I love when those parts of me come up because then I get to look at them and, and, and shift those. So as a result of that self-loathing and be, believing I was a mistake, I took that. And this is what's so fascinating about the mind, Candace, is we take these things in. We take them in as though they belong to us, as though they are true, that I am a mistake. And what happened was, is my own self-loathing sabotage took that and expanded it into, I am a cosmic joke. Mm. Like literally projected onto the universe, the, the unwantedness and the unlovableness, if that's even a word it is now, <laughs> of myself. Right. We'll right? It's like sold, notated. We'll contact Webster right now. <laughs> but, but that's it. And so it's incredible how that just amplifies, especially when we continue to focus on it and play it out and play it out and play it out. And as a result, we continue to attract circumstances and experiences into our lives that validate that belief. And mm -hmm. one of those that expanded into that unworthiness and it didn't matter was I grew into believing that Men only wanted, back then it was one thing, and then it grew over the years, one of three things, my body, my skills, or my resources, that because I was in this space of feeling so unwanted and so unloved that there was no possible way that any man could ever actually love me without expecting something from me. And as a result of that, I closed myself off to the point and said that, you know what, if they only want one thing from me anyway, then they got to pay me for it. And so I came out to Arizona from the sticks of Kansas <laughs> to become a prostitute. Another word for it is an escort. Mm -hmm. That wow. took me down a very, very dark path. It was only empowering for a short time. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So getting down that path, I mean, just hearing, right, knowing that you've got this starting from your, your mother saying that you are a mistake, right, and you've got all that mental anguish going on. You've now got these, this belief about men going on. It, it, it sounds like it took you into a very dark place. Like how, how did you start to rise out of that? Oh, well, we fast forward to my mid thirties where I fell, you know, yet again into the whole mental health system of being misdiagnosed bipolar, not again, not yet knowing who I was. And one of the things that I am is a highly sensitive empath. And I didn't know that then. And uh, learning that, wait a minute, only I, only I can decide for myself. And we, we are, we are raised believing that we have to seek permission, we have to get, you know, be, be accepted. And that that's what's most important without recognizing that the only ones we can ever truly, the only person who can ever truly love and accept us is us, is ourselves, because that's a sacred privilege that we each only get, is to discover who we truly are, that beautiful divine essence within each of us. And as a result of, of that experience, I did go back into the business. I went back in and out of the sex worker business 
um, in different aspects of it and from a different space then of recognizing that I choose. And I didn't realize then that that would become one of my major little lines that my clients and my tribe that we use is that I choose in every single moment we are choosing. And it took me from almost relinquishing uh, because someone else was telling me I needed to become labeled seriously mentally ill, that I needed all these drugs, you know, legal drugs then, turned me into a zombie. And I recognized that if I wasn't going to be able to feel, and now all of a sudden I feel like I'm all over the place, but that's the crazy chaos of my journey, it seems like, is, you know, the, the mom, the depression, the bipolar, the, the men, the, all of this, that I had to go through this dark in order to find my light. And that's what it comes down to is it's either snuff my own light out or figure out how to make it shine bright. And that's what I, that's exactly what I chose to do is begin to look at, I, I started to wean my own self off the medication after it turned me into an unfeeling zombie. I realized that I would rather feel everything, including the pain, including the sadness and the sorrow than to feel nothing because I do love to feel. And if we feel nothing, then we also don't get to experience the joy. We don't get to feel the love. And in spite of everything that I went through, that I have overcome, I, I like to say, you can call me naive, but I still believe. I will always believe in love. And as a little girl, as far back as I can remember, in spite of everything, I came back into this space of reconnecting with myself, of knowing that I believe in love. And so I know that it has to exist in this world and that I am here to help cultivate this in one way or another. Mm. And I, I don't want to use the word hopeless believer because there's always hope. There's always, always hope. Hold on, pain ends because it does, it does, it does. And it was reaching, you know, having the universe because when we're, and that was another thing is, was religion also. I mean, all these major key factors, religion telling me I was unworthy and I'm a sinner and I'm going to hell. It was not pretty. So it was the universe bringing bit by bit into my life certain things such as you know, take what you need and leave the rest. No one else can live your life except for you. And that was kind of where it started to come in for me were some of these, you know, self-development books and, you know, allowing myself, and this is huge, is allowing yourself to experience the world in different ways from a different perspective, mm. letting yourself to start, um, take in information that you may have been told was out of the out of the box you know again being raised I was raised Catholic and so things like um you know angel numbers and tarot cards and all of these things that I feel truly you know open that container for us to actually expand into our own personal power and our own connectedness to all that is around us that was what it was for me as I started reading a lot of uh Sylvia Brown's books she's a she's a, a psychic hmm. Um, I so, so I started reading hers. She was the one that, in, in, in truth and transparency, when I look back at my journey, it was her words in the foreword of one of her books that she puts in there. Mm -hmm. Not everybody is, not everything in here is going to resonate with you. 
it's not supposed to. You are here on your own journey and you are here to take what you need and leave the rest. Hmm. Hmm. And that was so huge for me because again, we grow up saying you need to do it this way. You need to get married and have kids. And if you don't, you're, you're, you're not successful. You know, it's so fascinating. The, the, the boxes, the limitations we, we have not just placed upon ourselves, but that we then continue to perpetuate. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fascinating. And, and I'm listening to you and I'm, I'm listening, you know, also with the ear coming from, I'm, I'm a woman of faith. So it, Christian, Jesus loving woman. Um, and I'm listening. And as I'm hearing you talk, you know, you talk about um, the experiences of, you know, experiencing the world in different ways. And I think, you know, from the perspective of while I'm not a believer in tarot cards and psychics and that type of thing, I think about even within um within the realm of being a Christian and being a follower of Jesus Christ, even still, there's a similar concept that applies about, you know, having experienced the world and not just having taken everything at face value, but the importance in your experiences to sort of get to to the other side. So I I understand what you're saying um, in that. Now, let me ask you, let me ask you this, Rochelle. So, the self-love and the empowerment pieces that you hold so strongly now. Right now, you help other people along this journey. But tell me, you know, how are you using this? Like as an entrepreneur every day, like are there some self-love things or empowerment things that you are doing um, to help yourself as you help other people today? Oh, Oh, mercy. Yes. And even I, I, I'm very transparent in my tribe. I call my own self out and say, Oh, I haven't been doing my self care practices and my self love practices. And now I'm feeling it. You know, that's usually what I tend to say is you don't know until you know that it was working for you and you fall off, you know, but that's, that's the thing is we, it's so easy when we've had these programs for so long, it's so easy to just fall back into the old habits, especially as an entrepreneur, especially in that ego control space of going, I need to make it happen. I have to get this done. I have, I have countless lists. I have to-do lists longer than my, I am tall and I'm almost six feet tall. So it's like, wow, right now, Rochelle, you know, one of the biggest things I do, number one, meditation. Mm -hmm. Oh my goodness. I, I can, I can so easily recognize because as you meditate, as you slip into that space of surrender and you get out of your head and out of the thinky thinky, you're actually practicing presence and to practice presence, to come into the now moment, we are able to, you know, let go of all of these, um, shoulds, ought tos, have tos, all these lengthy pressures, you know, to do lists that we put on ourselves. And so meditating and, and that practicing that presence. And, and one of the ways that I, I also practice presence in addition to that meditation uh, is I, I love, I love tea. I love a good Me cup too. of tea, right? That, that flavor, because there's, when you are utilizing your senses, when you are truly present in your body and you are experiencing, and I mean experiencing this world, that's why my company, one of the reasons why it's called Empowerment Experiences, because we experience this world, is that when you have that sip of that fresh cup of tea, or I love, I'm, I confess, I love my sweets, I love baked goods, you know, especially homemade baked goods. Can't resist sometimes, I get <laughs> where, it. <laughs> 
girl is like, oh, snap. I need me some, like, I need me a donut. I need me something right now. And, but the key is, though, is when you get that one, make it celebratory. I don't care what little thing, even if it's the big thing of celebrating you, it's to celebrate with that sweet treat, to savor that, you know, to, to take that first sip and go, oh my gosh, this tastes so amazing. Oh my goodness. To actually experience mm -hmm. that in the now moment, because that then takes you out of your head, especially when like I can see, I have a medita uh, meditation table. It might as well be a meditation table these days. That's mainly what it's used for, but it's a massage table that's actually in mm -hmm. my office. And when I start to, because I, I work from home and that can be very challenging as an entrepreneur also. It's very, very challenging to shift from entrepreneur to just Rochelle at home, relaxing, not working. Yeah, yeah, yeah. having that separation. Oh, it's very, very challenging. And, and I want to, you know, sidebar real quick that a challenge, because words have so much meaning, so much power. You know, I'm a poet, a writer, all, all these incredible such things. I love utilizing words. But I highly encourage my audience, my clients, my goddess tribe to replace, um, to utilize the word challenge in the place of hard, difficult, struggle. And then we define the word challenge as an opportunity for growth. Hmm. So that's been one of my greatest challenges is shifting that entrepreneurial uh, cap into I'm Rochelle in this moment. And so as a result to help me um, incorporate more of these self-love practices during my day, however, while I'm working from home is again, that meditation table, we'll just call it that instead of a massage table is when I start to feel, because this is why meditation is so important, why you get out of your head and more connected in your body, is that when you are more connected, you can sense, you can literally feel inside you that tension start to build, that constriction within you start to intensify because you're, you're thinky thinky, you're trying to force a solution, you're trying to force an answer. When it's time to just let go and surrender, and it doesn't matter whether you're Christian or anything, there is that, that whole let go, let God mm -hmm. sort of thing mm -hmm. where we've got to surrender and allow that higher power. I tend to say universe, source, God, great mystery, great spirit. I throw, had to learn to throw God, the word God in the middle of that, because being raised that God was vengeful and wrathful and going to send me to hell. I had a lot of, a lot of inner conflict with the word God for quite a long time. And, and I have many clients who come to me with, with similar experience with that wow. word. But we reach that point where it literally is, I just, I just need to let go and be present and connect with that higher power, which that, that energy, we are connected anyway, but it's that, that to, there you go. There's the word to realize the connection because it gets lost in that ego space. If I got to do, I got to do, I got to control everything when you and I both know control is nothing more than an illusion. So Rochelle, meditation, I hear what you're saying about, you know, sit and be mindful and be present. I have tried this myself and I can't say that I've done it successfully because it really is hard sometimes. It's like squirrels start coming into your mind all <laughs> like how do you how do you do this successfully? When you say meditate and, and using that as a practice, how do you successfully do this? Well, first, dear, dear Candace, I'm going to call you out on the word hard. Oh, oh you're Shift that. challenge, challenge, challenge. <laughs> challenge, and then make sure you're defining it as opportunity for growth. It's a gift. It's a gift. It's a, it's a gift. So meditation 
Oh, I agree. I'm going to tell you right now, I agree, squirrels. And especially when we have spent our whole lives primarily living in our minds because we weren't taught mindfulness, we weren't taught how to be present, we were not taught how to truly be in our bodies. I always guide my newer clients to utilize guided meditations because that gives your mind something to focus on. And and what's beautiful about a guided meditation, which I I do want to, I always love giving her a plug. She's from Australia. She, she just changed my life completely. Her name is Jess Shepard. She can be found on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Um, and she's, her, her thing is called rising higher meditation. So I have to throw that out there because I, oh, I use all her stuff and, you know, she got brought into my life at just the right time. What's beautiful about utilizing guided meditations in your beginning meditation practice is that when, not if, right, when a squirrel appears and distracts you for a moment, you still have her voice to go up and tune back into her voice. Mm -hmm. One thing that is so vital that I also, uh, you know, explain to my clients is grace. It's not a, not at all a religious thing, you know, because again, when I have so many who come from similar negative religious backgrounds, you know, we have to, you know, reframe things, right? And one of the things that, again, we reframe is all of a sudden my whole mindset went, oh, I wonder, <laughs> like there went my brain, is, is again, rec- oh, grace, there we go, is grace, see, <laughs> giving myself grace, let's just keep on moving along, right? <laughs> it happens, squirrel. <laughs> exactly, and, and so all you do is you just go right back to it. I explain, I have this beautiful thing that I I do explain about a a white rabbit and a black rabbit. And I I am all one world, one love, one race, you know, one kind of thing. So, but it's just a yin yang example. And the white rabbit's the lesson, you know, it's the, just your typical floofy little white bunny rabbit. And it's going to come across your viewfinder and you get to choose whether you're going to uh, utilize that opportunity and learn the lesson. Or if it skips past you, no big deal. The key is, is that second rabbit. And he's, he's the, he's that abyss kind of rabbit, the, the dark, uh, that darkness in us, but he's got the long fluffy hair. Like he's the super cute rabbit that really like that wolf in sheep's clothing kind of thing. And you're like, oh my God, you're so cute. Come here. And next thing you know, you are in his rabbit hole and he's beating you up saying, what were you thinking? You screwed up. Well, you know, that's the one you got to worry about. That's where there is no grace. That's that you've screwed up. And when you can start to recognize that one. So this is why I'm saying that whole grace factor is that as your mind begins to wander, you get to choose whether or not you're going to then start to beat yourself up and go, oh my God, I can't do this right. I can't focus. So I'm just, I'm just going to sabotage myself and not even Mm. attempt to meditate. Mm. Whereas instead, if you just say, wait a minute, oh, she's, there's, there's the woman's voice. She's still there. And she has a beautiful Australian accent. Again, I, it's just like, it's like a warm blanket out of a dryer. Now that is extremely comforting. (laughs) (laughs) 
That is Say Jeff no Shepard. Like that is that <laughs> fantastic. I'm going to make sure. So listeners, I'm going to make sure that we, we get that linked in the show notes as well that you'll be able to see. Um, so it, it's, it's funny. And my mind was thinking about as you were talking. So we've done, when I say we, my husband and I have done the, uh, guided meditations too, which do work fantastic. Like they do help keep you on task. But I just recall, I had tried a new one through the Alexa device and uh, yeah. And we were laying in the bed there and then she starts to talk and it was the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> it was just, oh no. <gasps> we'll make sure that you all get the one that Rochelle recommends and not the creepy Alexa one. <laughs> And she has countless ones. She even has affirmation videos on YouTube that you can play while you sleep because of that whole beautiful window right before you go to sleep and right when you wake up where your brain is most impressionable. You know, so again, I just I cannot speak highly enough of this woman. She has truly, truly impacted and influenced my life in amazing awesome. ways. So, Rochelle, why don't you talk a little bit more about like what you do, like what you offer as a, a service to, to help people? I I really love my group container because it allows, you know, I, I, and I call my tribe a goddess tribe. You know, we are all shifting into that, that goddess power of embodying, you know, that which is, you know, divine love um, and recognizing that true love can only begin within ourselves. So I actually have a free Facebook group. I do have a free Facebook group called Love Yourself Goddess with Empowerment Experiences. I love to offer, I have a, a mastermind group uh, wherein it's again, a group container where we go through self-love trainings. And, you know, I recently had someone who who said to me that, you know, you're like this all encompassing, you'd like do so much or, you know, like, I, I'm not like, I'm not a Reiki master. I don't have one of those. Everybody talks about you got a niche down. Well, my niche is self love empowerment, which are all of these uh, facets that we have to incorporate in that, which is self love empowerment. Uh, and so I have the, my empowered with Rochelle group. I also have a, a video course called a creative clarity journaling course where you, you journal your life from chaos to calm mm -hmm. because whoo, when you don't have clarity, especially on who you are, what your boundaries are, what you desire for your life, um, what your relationships, what you want your relationships to look like, mm -hmm. um, all of these things. You know, we also talk about the importance of gratitude, you know, intention and affirmations in this. It's a jam packed course. And you can get a creative uh, an empowerment toolkit that comes along with it. So you actually create a journal that is your guide journal. This has taken me through several journals of my own. I began to organize my journal as the reference tool that it's intended to be. And I, I tend to coach that a, di a diary is for the drama. A journal hmm. is for the journey. Hmm. That's interesting. In your diary, right? In your diary, you tend to kind of like vomit on the pages is what I say, right? Oh my gosh, he did this to me and that happened. And oh my, and you know, all that negativity, but you don't actually shift hmm. any of it. You just pour it on the pages. And I, I definitely grew up doing that. In fact, in, in high school, that was one of the things I had stopped writing because my mother had found my journal, read it, and then used my oh. words against me. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. Um, 
so the fact that I keep my journals now and I keep them organized, like I utilize ribbon references, you know, a very, very organized manner so that you can actually reference back. So from that, from creating my own journals in that manner, I had a lot of clients say to me, oh my gosh, your journal is so cool. How can I make mine like yours? And that's where this course came, came from. So you create what I call your guide journal that allows you to repurpose your journal prompts. So as you shift in your journey and you become this next and next and next version of yourself as you're going and growing and you, you continue to clarify your path, you want to be able to utilize, again, some of those same questions. So in this guide journal, that's what I provide for you is you, you actually create a uh, um, an organized that has, you know, your, your corresponding, I'm trying to find my words right here, your coordinating and corresponding ribbons that go with set journal prompts that you can reuse uh, multiple times. And I'm going to be, you know, creating more sections to add to it. So it's going to be an ongoing project for you. Uh, but you create the journal, and then you actually do the journaling prompts. Wow. Wow. that are in it. Well, I'm, I'm going to tell you this for sure. And, and listeners, as you're listening, um, just hearing your story, Rochelle, and everything that you've been through mm-hmm. and, you know, what you are now doing to help others, it is clear that you've mastered this self-love and empowerment piece. Again, especially just hearing where you have come from and where you are now. Um, it's, it's very clear. So I'm going to challenge the listeners, you know, if you're listening to what Rochelle is saying, check her out, take a look at some of the things that she has to offer and and learn a bit more. Um, we'll make sure we put some links and stuff in the show notes at candacespears.com so that you'll be able to check that out. But Rochelle, I just have to say, I am very thankful that you came on the show today. I am truly grateful, honored, and blessed that you had me as your Thank guest. Thank you. Well, listeners, don't just hold on to this information. Take action on it. So have a great day. Have a great evening, whatever you're listening. And I will talk to you again very, very soon. Enjoy what you're hearing on this podcast? Well, if you do, I need you to do me a huge favor. Go over to Apple Podcast, look for Ambition, Honey, and Hustle, and leave me a rating and a written review. That would be so awesome. And you don't know how much that helps other listeners just like you find us. So go ahead, leave the rating and review. I'll wait or not. I'll trust that you'll go and do it. And I thank you very much in advance.